0: This call is now being recorded. Master Blaster Podcasters. Okay, uh, welcome to the Master Blaster Podcaster show. Uh, we are the penultimate, actually no, we are the ultimate source of entertainment as uh, as listened to there by. Uh, the opening vocals of uh, Dirty Mouth. Dirty Mouth, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Excellent. Uh, I'm Dylan. Of course, it's Dirty Mouth. Like I said, Master Blast Podcast. Just putting this information on blast in case you forgot. Okay. And we are back with a, another news entry in our okay. podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of things today. The continuing war in Gaza. This will be our third entry on this. Um, i going to relate that to the Ukraine war. It's been going on for a long time. Should we fund it from the U.S. perspective? We'll talk about that. Um, Dirty Mouth has had an interesting tech talk experience. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we'll transition to a little bit of national politics, maybe a little bit of Trump, a little bit of Soros, and give a tiny little uh, local news for a change, Chicago and Alaska. Nothing, I mean, nothing too political, really, just kind of a little – Chicago talk and a little bit of Alaska talk. And by the way, we will be doing a full Chicago episode. We know that the the number one constituent of our listeners is from Chicago. Uh, We love you guys. Uh, I live here, uh, Dirty Mouth lived here for years and years. So we'll do an episode, just a general episode about Chicago, different places that we worked at, different places we lived. I've been to a bunch of schools. We've both been to some different schools. In the area, uh, good times that we've had, bad times, and so on, and, uh, basically, uh, tell about our experiences in Chicago. But for today, Dirty Mouth, Gaza, um, this is a, this war has created a schism in America, uh, based off of politics, based off of the, the history of Palestine and Israel. Um, A lot of people, I think, don't realize the history of this relationship, and maybe they think that Gaza just, for some reason, maybe it's just for religion, decided to attack Israel. Um, You and I know that's not really the case, even though I'm not sure if an official statement was ever released by Gaza, but there's a horrible history there of the relationship when Israel was placed that a Jewish people who placed in this area, um, in the country, and, and Israel was created there, right? Sort of smack dab in the middle of Palestinian territory. Palestine was asked to kind of deal with it. Um, and it's been a mess ever since. And, of course, Israel has the backing of Western powers and uh, has really been a very horrible one-sided relationship far as civil rights, as far as land, as far as a lot of different things that will make you angry from the Palestinian side towards Israel. Um, what do you think? A- any angle you want. Is there misunderstandings right now about why Palestine is angry and why they did what they did as far as attacking Israel? Uh,
1: I mean, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of been a buildup for 75 years. Uh, stolen land, like you said, and uh, like the British, the United States, and like the new United Nations all uh, went to Palestine and basically allowed a huge, uh, like huge, like lots of terrorist attacks and a huge uh, evacuation, you know. So... So it's uh it's kind of – it's just been this big, huge thing. Yeah, do
0: you think that uh, – I'm not aware – one thing I'm not aware of is whether or not Gaza still holds any prisoners of – I wouldn't say prisoners of war. It's only a war if people know it's a war. The attacks right. that happened, they did take some prisoners, uh, some hostages, right. and I'm not, I know some of those have been released. Some of them were Americans. They weren't all uh, Palestinian. I'm not mm. sure if all of those have been released, which if they haven't been released, um, there's a two-way thing. Obviously, uh, an American way to go forward with that would be, okay, we want the rest of the hostages. If you ask for a ceasefire, what, do you, mm. what, what are your demands or your terms? We'll see if we can meet them, and we'll see if we can come to a common ground to stop war and have mm. everyone have their hostages back. But that hasn't happened. No ceasefire. Uh, there was brief, of course – Stoppages in the war, there's talks, then immediately it picks back up. And it really seems like a one sided war of uh, Gaza being just catastrophically, savagely bombed and destroyed. And uh, Israel, who granted, you have to mention the fact that they were attacked. They were attacked. So I can understand retaliation. Some people, including me, and, and obviously Dirty Mountain, think it's gone too far. Do you think it's gone too far?
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, the, if, I mean, it's, it's, it's not fair to like sit there and, you know, compare or whatever, but it's, um, it's the Israel's retaliated like a hundred thousand fold. And it's like, it's partially the government's prob, or, or fault that they were, Hamas was able to just, uh, cross into, uh, into Israel. Which government? It's Israel's fault. They put, they put, they put all the soldiers on the other side of all these different borders, uh, and protecting the, the settlers where they left that area open. Um, and so that's one of the criticisms that's going on, that's on on uh, Netanyahu because he's been focusing on letting settlers go and run free and and the military, you know, being posted in other parts of the of the area. So it's um it's just a huge mess. And then they it was also uncovered that uh some of the people at that uh, uh, at,
0: at hey, dirty! A, can, you, can you actually? Can you talk a little okay. louder? Your volume's a little bit low.
1: Okay, hold on a second. Um, it's been reported that uh, there were Apache helicopters, IDF helicopters, and they were uh, they were firing upon the citizens as well because they were confused by what was going on, and it was just uh, it was a total shit show. So it's just um, I can understand, I can sympathize for one respect, but it's really hard when, uh, to compare when it's like, you have people that have been, you know, basically it's been called a open air prison for at least 20 years and, you know, the wall and everything and it's, uh, it's, you, you can't expect people to just take it for so long and not try to do anything to fight back because it's, it's just uh it's it is a one sided thing and it's like all the weapons we're sending it's ridiculous, Biden just uh pushed through like a hundred million in 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 missiles
0: or in uh
1: artillery for tanks, I believe. Or was
0: it, he actually know? sold uh he sold some as well to Israel. Right.
1: So it's just you know, it's like he says one thing and then it ends up being another thing, and it's like you know you, you can't say hey you need to go soft and then sell a bunch of weapons to the country that's pulverizing the other one. And it's uh, the the rhetoric too. It's not like it's just my imagination. It's like if you hear all the Israeli representatives do, they they say about the most they say they 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 say the most fascist shit about people, and it's like. Are they even? You know, they—they're just now releasing information on how many Israelis are dying. Like before, they wouldn't say anything because it's like it's been discovered that uh, there's been a lot of like friendly fire accidents. Um, just a lot of humiliation for the for the Israelis because they just claim to be the baddest, and it's like they were also warned, I guess, a year before, but they ignored it as well, just like 9/11 it's
0: about the attack. So. So in America, a lot of people have gone to uh, social media to give their take on the war. This is a really divisive mm-hmm. subject. There's people speaking up for Palestine. Uh, I don't know all the opinions that are being brought forth by a pro-Palestinian movement. We know it's heavy in on the Democratic side. It's heavy on the college campuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and and some people are getting fired for it. They tried to go after. I guess so was it was at a Harvard professor. Was threatened. Uh, right. I don't know exactly what she said, but I heard she was threatened with her job, and Harvard yep. took up for her and said, "No not going to fire her." Eight hundred uh,
1: teachers signed. her teachers.
0: teachers. So, and and this leads into uh, you have been censored. You, for all those listening, uh, Dirty Mouth has a had a TikTok account, um, which had quite a bit of views and quite a bit of followers in the thousands and uh recently uh, your tiktok has has been taken from you can you tell us a little bit about the censorship that you experienced or maybe some censorship that you see outside of your experience as well
1: yeah i just noticed that i um i got into it with some people and i also have my you know i post my my feelings about things and um i just noticed that uh, and a lot of people have. It's just like they they post things and like they get censored on. That's that's what happened to me. And uh, do I do get. Co- do
0: you remember any of your entries that? Uh, well, this is, this is the thing. There was like th-
1: there was like five people, and I'm getting into it with them, and it's like I'm figuring I'm narr- I, You know, I can't narrow down which ones, but it's like they all said something and they all kept commenting and and, and trying to. You know, get into it with me. Um, so I don't know which one I would have said something to, but two of them are veterans. That might have something to do with it as far as like the algorithm. I think it's the algorithm and how I worded things. Um, and just basically if you say, you know, free Palestine or anything like that, it's, or, uh, or from the, from the river to the sea, that's like a, it's like a hot, like a trigger. Trigger uh button. So and I think TikTok is um I think they're they're caving to uh pressure from like the Israeli government. So and the US government as well. The US government he wants to shut TikTok down in general, so this is just one more thing for them
0: to pile on. So I wonder how many I hear a lot of uh back and forth Generalisms without people delving deeper into the relationship between right. those two areas. And I think it's just a bunch of people yelling at each other who have biased opinions for one reason or right. another. It's, 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 people aren't learning anything from it. I mean, we, we did right. delve deep into the history of that in our very first uh, war in Gaza. Episode mm-hmm. that we did, uh, which the history clearly explains it. I briefly explained it at the beginning of this podcast about um, if you have an oppressor and the one being oppressed, then eventually there's going to be some blowback there. Uh, mm-hmm. America has certainly experienced it in different relationships we have, but we stick our nose in business that we probably mm. shouldn't. Um, and again, I am not condoning. The Gaza attack on Israel, killing women and children, Uh a small uh, – basically what we see going on in Gaza, there was a small example of that, of how Gaza attacked Israel. It just was on a smaller scale. Uh, I'm wondering what they could have done better to try to get their message out there about we're tired of this relationship. Um, I don't know who they can turn to because they don't have a lot of allies. I mean, Israel has a ton of allies. Um, and who will listen to Palestine? Is is it better at some point? I mean, I mean, I don't see how they can win this. Is it better at some point for them to give up the land for sake of peace and no. just go somewhere else? It no, is always we'll going to end up in them being well. What's no. what's the the other side of it is you stay there and you're oppressed and you get destroyed.
1: Right, right. So the this is the thing right now. Hamas is actually winning. Like they're taking out tanks like with small uh, explosives. Um, the world has been condemning it, and it's growing even faster. You know, in, that's true. Uh, unpopularity. Uh, boycotts have been working on Starbucks, KFC. Um, there's like, there's like 12 12, I believe, major corporations. Like Puma has already pulled from the Israeli sports, you know, community, I believe. Um, there's Taylor Swift. There's so much. Taylor Swift spoken out, as you know, and, uh, it's, it's more and more, and, and, and like the videos of people, it's it's hard to to listen to the Israeli propaganda is like they're always the victims and they this is a major thing though dude you talk about like they should leave the land like the land's gonna be destroyed because as we speak they're flooding the the soil with salt water which will destroy the infrastructure of the soil so they won't be able to grow anything on the on the land
0: yeah but you can't mistake what I said I didn't say they should I said oh. should they consider the possibility
1: right of that yeah the alternative
0: is them getting destroyed and right. going against someone that they can't win. Yeah. Like the so,
1: it's, uh, so nobody is gonna take any, is gonna take the uh, Palestinians in. Like, in, and on top of it, when they leave anywhere, like, they get bombed. Like, they say, go, go to this place. Israelis, they say, go to this place, there's all these, they have this, like, chart system now, and they go to, they go to, like, they go to section 283 or whatever, they go there, and it's, it's, it's either like nothing, or it's like, they bomb shit, like and and pound shit, and just keep going, and so it's like, you know, it, it it's just ongoing, and now, so I think it's just, some people
0: would, I'm sorry, go ahead to go.
1: Well, I was just say it's just it's it's like uh, you know they they tell them to go south, give them warnings. Uh, they go south. They start pounding the south. The Israelis do with, with the bombs, um, and then you know so it's just kind of like it's hard to say. And and on top of it, as all this is happening, um, who is it? The the Lebanese? Is it the Lebanese? The Yemenis are getting ready. They they want to enter the fight. Iran is is like etching to go, and I think Turkey is too. Uh, and, and so it's just and it's just um, it's creating a hugest thing. And on top of it, Biden started to feel the heat too. He's trying to, and it's, it's like I said, he's trying to say, trying to too, you know, he's he's being two faced where he's like, you know, you got to get softer, and then he's like pushing through millions of. Doll- millions of uh, millions of dollars of ammunition, and uh it's um it, more. And countries are like Canada just voted against, voted for a ceasefire. Like all these other countries are starting to come on board because they're like, "What are you doing? You're not you're not fighting Hamas as much as you're just pounding because you could use precise weapons." Like I, I saw this video of this one missile that literally only took out a floor in a building. It was like amazing, like. The precision, I was like, that's that's scary, you know. Yeah. And so when they they just use dum-dum bombs to just obliterate a whole neighborhood, it's like, you're, no way, dude. Like, you can't be telling me you're just trying to fight Hamas. And what they're actually doing is they're creating a terrorist farm where, like, these little kids who live, when they get older, they're going to have so much rage because half their family's been murdered for nothing. And it's
0: like, nah. So you said uh, before, you said a statement when I said, well, what's the choice is to get obliterated and to uh, stay further across? And you made a comment. You said, well, actually, they're winning.
1: Hamas is is winning, yeah.
0: So Um, um, the the narrative is changing, has changed a little bit towards mm -hmm. a – especially towards, I think, uh, Netanyahu. Uh, with with the way that he's leading this bloodthirsty uh, war, right. but what is the end game for Gaza? Now, ultimately, as far as winning, I mean, I don't see them winning. I don't see that at all. I see a little bit of a comeback as far as the narrative changing. But the end game is, um, you know, I don't care if you have uh, if you have America, if the United States is behind Israel. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you put Iran, Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put a hundred different third world Countries in there, militarily speaking, Gaza is not going to win. Period. So, no, where, do you see, where do you see yeah. this going? As far as the end game it's, of this, does it go? Yeah. So, even if the worldwide rhetoric changes towards Gaza, it will be probably. And I want you to speak on this in a minute. It'll probably be temporarily just about this war, and then everything else will go back to the same. You know, Israel will be on top. There'll be se- uh, mm. Palestine will be second class mm. citizens. Israel will still have mm. the backing of the stronger countries where does mm. this, where does this go from here where do you see it ended up ending up for, for yeah
1: God? so God. so it's not a matter of like how are you gonna win it's a matter of like are you gonna is, is are the people gonna be alive like are they gonna decimate? and like they're- they're committing genocide, so it's like it's more a matter of like how much more of the population are you gonna murder. Like, like the, it, the fighting's one thing, but it's, like, with Hamas, but it's also a matter of, like, the population. They're taking out thousands of people a day, literally, and, like, and maiming people and taking the food away. And like, there's no food. Like, they, they they destroy bakeries and, like, sources of food. They just, they, you know, the settlers are going in places and they, they fucking destroy the water wells. And, and, and like I said, they flooded the streets. So like, there's, it's like they're destroying all the resources and, and making uninhabitable. And, and, and it's like, so it's like, it's not a matter of fighting as a matter of like survival. Like, after this, like people, like there's families dying. And so it's like, if there's going to be no people left. Like, there's some people who are, you know, out of country, but it's like there's going to be nothing to come to, come back to as well.
0: And on top think of that's it, where it's, you think that's where it's ending as far as, like, it ends with basically Hamas time. losing maybe 90% of its citizens?
1: Right, because they're also, you know, you, you have to keep in mind, they're not just like, they're not, technically they're not a terrorist group. They're the government for the Palestinians, for the Gazans like, for Palestinians there. They were voted in. They were put up by Netanyahu because they want to create a bad guy to keep the, you know, the image of strength going for Israel. And there has been terrorist
0: activity though in the name of. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, of course. But they they were a terrorist group before, and then they had elections and they were put up and they won, and it pissed off the American, the United States government, and the Israelis. But it's like it is what it is, and it's like. They're the only ones fighting for the people. So it's a matter of like, and, it, and the more this goes on, the more support Hamas will get. Because it's like nobody else is doing anything. The UN has no power. Like, what are they, they going to do? On top of Israel has nukes. I mean, they, there's always...
0: Unfair, yeah. It's an unfair I mean, fight. I guess that's why I'm wondering Hamas went after in a way of like, We me say it's not about... Uh, Winning as far as the military thing, I'm wondering why they took it in that direction to try to prove a point, rather than a different direction if they're starting a losing battle. But anyway, um, and as far as the one thing, we will talk a little bit um, at length about how Biden is handling the situation um, in a minute. I know, I know, it's uh, I've been disappointed as well. Um, as far as the funding too, I mean it's ridiculous. I mean it's like we're funding. Uh, Israel, go kick Hamas's ass. Then we send Hamas. Oh, sorry, you just got decimated. Here's a little bit, a little bit of money. You, everyone out there. I mean, I'm seeing commercials left and right about support uh, Palestinian um, homeless people. I mean, it's just a catastrophe, and there's buildings. They don't get the money. People starving, and so we we see a lot of those commercials to help fund Palestinian citizens who are. Have been devastated by the war, and it's just, uh, it's just, it seems like we're playing both ends of the spectrum. Where we see Palestine getting devastated, we we'll give them a little bit of money. We're we're funding a, a type of a relief effort. We're asking American citizens to give money to help fund a relief effort. It's just a big fucking ridiculous effort because it's like uh, we're paying for both sides, and it's it's. Uh, right. Anyway, we'll we'll get more into that in a minute. We just want to. Detour slightly to the Ukraine war, which is still going on. It's been a year and a half. Um, Dirty, I've uh, read something that Russia as of now, according to the United States, has lost approximately 70% of its military force in this war. Um, And Ukraine is is holding on. I have to give them a lot of credit. And I know they've had some help, obviously, with help uh, uh, not giving their territory up to, to Russia. Um, what do you think about, and we're funding this too, we're funding a lot of, well, we're help, helping to fund a lot of wars in the fact, in the regard of taking sides, giving right. money. It's getting to the point where it's, it has cost a lot of money. Um, although I guess I feel, I feel definitely some, whatever you want to call it, uh, some, Sympathy, tremendous amount of sympathy for the citizens of these countries which have done nothing and are finding themselves in a time of year where we're living comfortably with our families uh, in front of a fire with an Afghan, uh, with uh, old people who are just going to die based off of hunger or cold, young people Mm -hmm. who are living in a way that they certainly shouldn't. Um, Any news on as far as Ukraine? We've covered uh, Gaza uh, and yeah. a lot of new news that you have. Any comments towards the continued Ukraine war and maybe where that's going to end up?
1: It's done. Um, they're it's uh, they're not going to get any more funding, and Russia's done a lot of damage to them. They can't they can't beat the Russians like militarily, and they can produce they can still mass produce weapons and. They it's it's a lost cause and like and and I guess my the way I feel about it is that I also feel it was like a proxy war for the United States. Like they there were a lot of chances I guess that to a ceasefire but the or some kind of agreement and um basically the US encouraged Ukraine not to not to not to do it. Not to to accept or even go to the table, and it's it's uh there's a it's a lot of stuff going on. Like I, I think uh um I think the leader of Ukraine is is uh, Zelensky is gonna he's gonna this is gonna end. And he's gonna be ousted, and somebody else is gonna step in. Right. And and on top of it, you could see the tone when he was in Washington D C like he wasn't treated how he was like the last time he was in the States and uh it's more like, hey, where's the where's the um you know, we want proof and we want we want uh this to to you know, we want you to win. You're giving you money kind of thing and it's it's not winning fast enough or whatever, so they're gonna they're not gonna this is this the the energy's fading basically, for you.
0: Well, at the center of the energy fading are are the conservatives, uh, who, for some reason, are Um, pro-Russia. That lets you know where the the conservatives are in the country when you're actually sticking up for Putin, which disgusts me. It makes me want to keep funding Ukraine. Um, The last thing I want is for Putin to have any more land or to take over any more countries. And, yeah, there is, I mean, for the record, though, uh, Dirty, you, you are in the Camp the hands off camp right like don't fund in general deals, it just it's, don't fund Gaza don't fund yeah Gaza. I mean it,
1: well they don't America doesn't fund Gaza they they don't have shit um,
0: they're but giving them no. relief
1: who's giving relief U S where from who
0: to, to Gaza we're helping we're, we the United States government has given money to Gaza because of the uh, the water problem because of the food problem.
1: Oh, so I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. I just thought they Biden's just pushing for Israel. Like, yeah, no, we're we're giving funding. money
0: to both to both sides. We're also funding a a relief effort for the areas of Palestine that have been decimated. We're not helping rebuild their area, but we're delivering food and water and, and resources. Oh,
1: a oh, yeah. yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, it's but it's it's still it, it, there could be more done. But yeah, it's just it's uh. But you yeah, are for think,
0: a hands off policy, right? As far as I mean, uh, yeah, you like it's countries go to war if it's not us. Like, just stay out of it. Don't fund either like, side. Yeah. Stay out
1: of it. Right. Like, I so mean, I that's
0: a that's a very popular. Opinion they already do in that. To take care of America first, like we've said before. Right. No. Um, there's lots of things we can take care of in America. I just. I guess I'm divided on the Ukraine thing because I, I really don't want Putin uh, to uh, to take that country. I don't want him to think that if U- U.S. has a hands-off approach, he's just going to continue taking other uh, southern European uh, areas south of Russia, basically, other areas around there that he wants to take over. Um, so I believe he is an evil dictator. Um, that's why I have an opinion on the Ukraine. But I certainly understand the take that uh, we should keep our noses out of it. I just I know this is that when we have allies, if somebody attacks us, we help allies when they get attacked. If we get attacked, the allies turn around and help us. So even though Ukraine has been a, a somewhat of an ally, they're not a part of the of NATO. But um, it's just it's just a tough one. Any any when you when U.S. started funding, we knew it's like we thought that Ukraine was going to get devastated. Maybe not like Gaza, but it's been a surprise that it's lasted this long, that they've held up this long. I think that's why – uh and Putin is not giving in. He's just – he's going to destroy the um, the financial situation in Russia for all the people. He's taken all kinds of money that could go to their resources, now, their people, and, and putting into this war. I mean, the guy is just a complete fucking moron besides being a dictator. He refuses to admit that he's wrong. And ultimately, I think that Russia will pay a very, very heavy price, has already paid a heavy price and will continue to pay a heavy price for this war. And it has, uh, as much as we've been surprised here by how Ukraine has stayed in there, it's been a complete surprise to Russia. I think they thought it was just going to be an in-and-out thing like the U.S. and, and Iraq the first time. Um, all right, so let's uh, move on. Let's have, well, Before we move on completely from the subject, um, Dirty, you've got some strong opinions. We both have some strong opinions about How Biden has handled uh, the war, this war in Gaza, we both have pretty much negative opinions. I've stated what I said about funding both sides, and it's just a a cost catastrophe. And with the amount of bloodshed that has happened, for him not to sort of put his foot down with Netanyahu and say, look, enough is enough. Um, If we're going to get involved and fund them, we should have a say in uh, how they conduct their war um, basically saying you better not commit any war crimes, or we're not going to give you any money, and it's going to fracture our relationship. They haven't really done that. Uh, what do you think about how Biden has handled this? And we're going to segue this into how would it affect whether or not you'd vote for him in the next election?
1: Yeah, I, he just failed. Like he's given him, gave him carte blanche, and like you know now he's you know Biden he's trying to listen, and now he's. Now he's kind of aware of what the entire world wants, but, um, it's, and it's gonna, it's, it's gonna hurt him. I think this, this, uh, affected the opinion of a lot of, uh, a lot of his voters, and especially like he's lost the Arab Muslim community. He's lost younger voters, progressives, which is what he basically, you know, people floated from Bernie. Started, started to sign on with Joe Biden because he was, you know, appearing to to want to implement some of the policies, and it's 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 the, he's he's just failed. Like he's 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 lost. His,
0: man. Yeah, okay. I, I don't. Know. Like, it, it just. I'll just say this though. I think if he took a a middle ground stance, I want to say middle ground stance. If he took a stance against Israel to go against Netanyahu and say, hey, enough of this crap. Um, I do think he he would vote some of the or excuse me, he would lose some of the Jewish vote. And uh, I know that um, Jewish Jewish people are not all the left wing. Uh, There's some pro Republican, but I think either way, because if he, like I said, I think he could lose some of the Jewish vote if he starts, you know, agreeing with some of these pro-Palestinian stances. So I think either way, it's kind of dangerous, and what's disgusting is Trump sitting back and just kind of laughing at the whole thing and saying, here's just vote for me. Whatever happens, he, whatever he's doing is wrong. Um, yeah. And let me just say this. Uh, the American economy is doing actually very well. Uh, mm-hmm. The stock market is up. I couldn't give a fuck about, about stock, about the stock right. market. I couldn't care whether or not they're making money or not. I don't give a shit about it. Right. They don't care about workers. I don't care about them. Uh, and I don't play the stock market basically. I, but anyway, yeah. um, so as of right now, if we had to vote for tomorrow, thirty, who are you voting for? Mm-hmm.
1: This is that's a hard one because uh, I know I, I got to pick I one,
0: just, or unless you're not going to vote.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know at the moment. I'm not sure. Like there's there's people coming out, and I'm still waiting to see. Um, what their policies are, and you know, um, but, uh, I don't know, I don't know yet. I, I, I don't, I have to see, basically. I have to see who comes out, and like I said, with their policies. So we're saying right now,
0: if it was right now, based off of who's um,
1: right
0: for. I wouldn't vote. Wow, okay. Well, I can understand not, you know, I really would vote against Trump, as my ultimate feeling about mm. it, and I would vote for Biden because i think anything trump would do would be worse. Uh, mm-hmm. the last thing i want is to see the freedom of the american press uh right. be compromised which we know is going to happen. trump basically mm-hmm. admitted that he's going to go in there and be a dictator. um uh, so uh, i think that's the mo- i think that's more important than his stance on the war in gaza even though it could have been better. uh but i can understand someone saying i legitimately can't vote for someone who i think has been a lousy president. um uh, so I guess I I, I I couldn't argue against that really. Um, okay, so let's segue away from war uh war conversation. Uh we talked about I really don't have much more. Usually in these daily news things we talk about Trump. I am not I'm tuned out of all of these cases. I I got all my information out of all all of his uh indictments. Mm-hmm. I had an original stance on them. I feel that way. Nothing has changed anything. They just keep going on and on. We knew this was going to be a lengthy process. Uh, mm-hmm. We knew because he's a politician who purportedly is rich. Um, is He's going to get some uh, some takes his way because he's an old, rich, white guy. Uh, so, I mean, I, 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 and I don't – my thoughts do not revolve around him and his life. It's like all I can do is take my stance. Vote for who I want to vote for when, when it comes up, which is going to be, I don't care who. I mean, unless the Democrats, uh, I mean, shoot somebody. I know Trump said I could <laughs> shoot somebody in, in Central Park and people would right. still vote. Well, if the Democrats shoot somebody, then I'm not going to vote for him. But right. stands that, I will absolutely vote against Donald Trump, but whoever the Democratic nominee is. Um, that's really all I have to say about Trump. Nothing new, nothing, new, and he occupies people's thoughts in the media and the press way too much. Uh, let's talk briefly about uh, George Soros, the biggest liar in the history of American politics. Uh, huh. Finally got voted out to uh, the House of Representatives, I want know what to say. Um, and I don't know Oh, George how...
1: Santos. Oh, said, did
0: I say Soros? I said Soros. Yeah, I think, uh-oh. Oh, that's the democratic uh, that's the guy the democratic guy who actually uh he ooh. donates to the democratic party yeah so- so what's his full name is George Santos,
1: yeah, well, that's one of them he's got many aliases, so
0: <laughs> of course, no George Santos, you're right i'm sorry thank for thank you for catching that um yeah dude. he's basically lied about everything he is such a loser, apparently that he has to lie it's about wild. every part of himself to, I guess, what he thinks get elected. He lies about his origin, about his uh, ethnicity, about his background, about his family, about his sexual orientation, about his financial status, about how uh, his education, uh, how educated he is or isn't. He's lied about stances he takes on different um, political issues or social issues based off who he's talking to. He is a human. And, you know, this is, to me, the future of the Republican Party if they continue to go to the Trump way. Which is republican st- constituents don't care about the truth they don't care about right and wrong they don't care about politics they don't care about finances. all they care about is whatever their issue is do you hate gay people? do you hate black people do you hate mm. uh, do you want to keep down women in the workforce um, do you uh, uh, you anti gay are you as long as or do you are you against abortion as long as you're for one of those things, the republican constituents can lock into you and say i don't care anything else about i don't care if you had sex with a 12-year-old girl. I right, don't care what right. your background is, we'll still vote for you. And yeah. George Santos, excuse me, is the ultimate example of that. And how could you, as a voter, and he was ousted basically by fellow members of, of the House of Reps. If you're a voter right. in an area who voted for him and, it, and he said all that and so he lied to you, how could you not be outraged and feel like a complete fucking moron that you fell for Right. I mean, uh, I I, I'm, Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to get you in here in a sec. Um, I just feel disgusted by Republican voters. They make me sick. They make mm-hmm. me more sick than the politicians. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, what do you think about the Santos situation? It, is it going to happen again? I mean, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on the on the situation?
1: Yeah, it could happen again because they they don't care. It's just he was so uh, loosey goosey with the entire thing that it's like. Uh, you know, even, even his own party was like, no, I'm not having this. And which is amazing. Um, uh, but no, I, I, yeah, I mean, there could be. He's just, he's like, uh, he, he studied the Republican party and was like, yeah, there you go. Like that's what I'm going to pursue. And he tried to follow all the tropes and everything with it. And, but it's, he just, it was like, what's his name from Saturday Night Live? Uh, John uh, Lovitz. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Up, that's, and I got it yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the ticket. Like literally, I was like, that's the first person I thought of. I was like, God damn, he's just like he's rapid. Repeti- you know, he's very uh, like rapid fire, rapid, rapid fire bullshit artist. Dude, just like, right. geez, dude, unbelievable. And look,
0: not saying democratic politicians haven't lied. Hillary Clinton is like the queen of lies, basically. But yeah, guess she what? Sucks too. A lot of a lot of Democrats did not vote for her, and I think that's why Trump won. So on the Democratic side, if you are if yeah. you a proven liar, I mean, she she lied about nine eleven, that she her and her daughter were in the building, one of the buildings. How pathetic is that? To, to lie oh, yeah, about, she lied about like that with all the people.
1: She said. lied about going to Bosnia in the nineties. Um,
0: oh my God! What a. I mean, she's and a, political, it's a cheap lie, too. I can't stand it. Yeah, yeah I,
1: she's probably she real too. She's gross.
0: I really consider her mm-hmm. just a political pig, uh, mm-hmm. just a, a sense of severe amounts of entitlement. I'm glad she wasn't – I want right. a woman president, but not, not that one. Um, shady. So we covered uh, George Shor- uh, Santos. uh yeah. covered Trump. So basically the only thing we got to talk about left, unless you want to improvise a little bit about uh, entertainment or something, is just some local stuff that's going on. I, there's not a lot of local politics that I really pay attention to in Chicago. The only one is that we pay too many, ta- too much taxes and we're not, you know, there's potholes all over the city and there's, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, there's certain things that, that don't get funded. I'm like, God, you got enough money. Like why, you know, why is this the way it is? But real quickly, um, as far as what's going on in Chicago, uh, besides politics, uh, for the people from Chicago, and by the way, like I said earlier, we're gonna have a fabulous Chicago, um, episode where we talk about Chicago. Dirty here might have a few more. You might extend those into some other, uh, episodes about Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, with some different, talking with some different people about their experiences. Um, which is the great thing about Chicago because different neighborhoods, different ethnicities, different feels, different, um, Festivities, uh, especially during uh, October, Oktoberfest, MyFest, summertime, uh, the holiday situations. Um, but I want to speak for a second about uh, sports as well, uh, the Chicago Bears. If you're a local Chicago sports fan, they have the number one pick of the entire mm. NFL draft for a second year in a row coming up this year. It is an enormous conversation. I wanted to start a Bears podcast uh, earlier this year, and it fell through. Uh, but I'm really excited about, do you keep Justin Fields, the quarterback? Do you trade, uh, that number one pick instead and get a King's ransom for it? This is my opinion. I would trade the first, uh, pick. I would sign Justin Fields to his fifth year option, which will be a little bit more than 20 million. Give him another two years. In that two year, I would only give him two years though, and I'm not going to pay him 50 million if I'm still questioning. But in trading for say two future number one draft picks plus another player, uh, my dream would be to, tr- to trade with the New York Giants and to get uh, Thibodeau, uh, the fabulous young pass rusher, with two future first-round draft picks. What you can do is take a look with those two future first-round draft picks with a bad team, or you can revisit the quarterback conversation uh, within the next couple of years with your draft picks. Don't know if there'll be another quarterback. Uh, the quarterbacks will be like Drake Bay and Caleb Williams, but um, if you're sold on one of those two guys, I understand you got got to draft them. If not, then I say uh, trade at least your first overall pick, get a call, and stick with Justin Fields. Chicago Cubs were going after Shohei Ohtani. Dirty, this guy got a $700 million contract from the Los Angeles Dodgers to play baseball. Wow. Uh, talk about a King's Ransom. The Cubs were going for him. I say uh, it's okay that they didn't sign him, Sign three or four players, uh, that are really good if you can, if there are three or four players to sign that you want to pay, uh, instead of all of it going to him. The White Sox. Chicago White Sox may be moving to Nashville. Moving away from Chicago to Nashville. I say good riddance. You suck anyway. Um the owner's kind of a joke. Uh, so even though I, I did have some good experiences going to, uh, Sox Park there. Uh, the Bulls are going to trade Zach Levine, who is their leading scorer, their big, you know, young star. I say good riddance again. They've been playing better without him. He's got an attitude problem. He's not the kind of teammate I would want. Uh, they made a mistake by paying him. In fact, if they could go back and have Jimmy Butler keep him instead of trading for Zach Levine, I'm sure they would do that. But uh, And lastly, the Blackhawks had drafted uh, Connor Bedard number one overall. I don't really follow hockey that much, but it's exciting for Blackhawks fans to have the best young hockey prospect in years, hopefully with some other draft picks and some free agent signings, they will turn things around and, and hopefully get back to respectability after that disgusting scandal. They had one of their players was methodically sexually abused by one of the coaches. Uh, oh, I think it was an 18 yeah, year old player was uh, abused by one of the assistant coaches. And supposedly all of his teammates just laughed at him and, called him a, called him a pussy when he told him about it. Um, yeah. so that's Patrick Kane and, and, um, uh, oh boy, the, the defenseman who just retired, uh, doesn't look too good on, on them. Um, even though they are hall of fame players anyway. All right. So that's the, the sports roundup. Um, hmm. dirty, anything okay. about, I know you don't live in Chicago, anything you want to say about Chicago or, um, and we're going to do a Christmas episode, uh, following this, um, Anything about uh, Anchorage, any local things that are happening that you want to talk about?
1: Uh, not really. Uh, nothing really much going on. It's like dumping. It's like dumping snow. And uh, um, let's see. No, I'm just, uh, I'm working with this one guy who's an up-and-coming tattoo artist and going to and let him. Using oh, cool. the stomach as a canvas, you know. Um, yeah, nothing much else going on. Uh, it's just, it's the weather mostly and the same old. I, I like the holidays, so it's kind of like, you know, people coming home and, um, you know, coming home to see family. So that vibe is, is in the air and it's kind of like that. It's my family, so it's one of my nieces is, uh, coming back for Christmas. She's a sweetie, so um but yeah, it's cool. Uh it's, you know, other than world issues, I'm I'm good to go. And, uh, okay.
0: Well, on that note, we'll uh we'll wrap up this uh edition of the uh, nice. alien forge. Today is December 15th. Yes. I believe uh Friday, December 15th. Happy Friday to everyone out there. Uh we will be posting this either tonight or tomorrow. And please tune into our next. We'll have a Christmas holiday special, which will be so much fun. We'll talk about some different Christmases we had growing up in the places we lived. Uh, we'll go over some Christmas movies and songs that we love, uh, as well as um, I guess just. uh you talking about some Christmas foods? It'll be everything Christmas basically um, to get in the mood of the of the holiday. So thank you, every uh, everybody, for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Check us out next time on behalf of Dirty Mouthers of Dylan. Thank you very much, and have a great Friday night. Rock and roll.